Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In honor of Halloween, we're discussing a pair of horror movies and Bollywood's reigning scream queen, Bipasha Basu. First up, Bapasha Basu has to fight off a malevolent monster in Vikram Bhatt's Creature 3D from 2014. And then in Bhushan Patel's Alone from 2015, she is haunted by the death of her conjoined twin sister, who she also plays. <laughs> Welcome back, lovers. We hope that you are uh, getting into the spooky season, getting into Halloween, or perhaps celebrating Diwali as we're recording this uh, the same week that that these celebration, those celebrations are taking place around the world. Yeah, we're hoping to catch a couple uh, Bollywood films this weekend for Diwali, including mm-hmm. uh, Ajay Devgan's Shivay, which uh, looks pretty sweet, actually. He uh, is doing some excellent stunt work in that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And Karen Johar's A. Dilheim Mushkil. A. Dilheim Mushkil. I am really looking forward to because it features Ranbir Kapoor and Ashraya Rai in A Romance. And Ashraya Rai, Bakchan, as you looking, know, is about 10 years older than Ranbir Kapoor. This is awesome. She's looking pretty good. Yeah. This is a Mrs. Robinson situation I can get behind. Yes. Uh, but uh, a little bit of uh, controversy about that movie as well. Yes, which we don't want to get into too much other than to say to everyone in India and Pakistan to... Stay, stay safe and watch movies. Just, Just enjoy cool. movies, guys. <laughs> movies didn't movies didn't do this to you. Movies are something everyone has in common. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to get political on here. And obviously, we're over here in Canada, so uh, we don't have a strong frame of reference for what's going on right now in India and Pakistan. But uh, seems we love t- you all. Lo- seems a little tense over there. But yeah. uh, rest assured, we're, we're in both of your corners. And we want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners in that corner of the world, because recently we were number one on the iTunes um, podcast charts in Pakistan. So thank you so much to everyone in Pakistan who's been listening. Yeah, thanks a lot. We beat out a lot of uh, learn-to-speak-English podcasts, <laughs> which... Uh, Maybe they use those to understand us, Matt. Well, I'm sure that, you know, our <laughs> wide vocabularies and lexicon of words are probably useful for mm-hmm. English speakers or we're- people learning so enjoy some words (laughs) if you're one of them trying to learn english exactly um and we're also happy to say that we're finally on the itunes store in india and so we've been climbing the charts there as well so if uh, you're in india and you were previously unable to get us on your you know mobile itunes app you Mm -hmm. can now find us there yeah we should be available basically any way you want us now so we're, we're ready and waiting whenever you whenever you get the hankering. Yes. Also, recently, uh, we found a service that allows us to catch all of our reviews from every iTunes store in the world, Matt. What a great opportunity for people to give us more reviews. <laughs> so, you could be anywhere in the world and we could see it now. Before this, I had been manually checking all of the places um, where people were listening to the podcast and looking for reviews. Mm-hmm. But since we found this, we discovered that we had a review uh, from back in March in Germany that we hadn't found or read on air, so we're going to do so now. Yeah, Tilatama Biswas, and I'm sure I'm butchering that name, but I hopefully you, by this point you've realized that I am trying, <laughs> uh, from Germany, uh, says, I'm an Indian and a Bollywood enthusiast, so I really appreciate how well the hosts know their Bollywood. Good job. Thumbs up sign. P.S. It's so cute when you mispronounce Hindi words. <laughs> well, Tilatama, that one is for you. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, that is a personalized uh, word screw up. 
just for you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And it means a lot to us that we have listeners all over the world and that some of them, you know, write us reviews and mm-hmm. let us know how we're doing on the show. It really encourages us to, uh, to keep going. And, you know, you listener listening right now, if you're enjoying the show, you should write us a review on, on iTunes as well. And then we'll read it out at the top of our next show. Yeah. And I, I would actually be really interested to hear what the uh, Bollywood cinema situation is like in uh, Germany. So mm-hmm. uh, Tiltama, if you want to hit us up on Twitter or something and tell us what it's like, uh, what theaters you go to, what services you use, I would, I would love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Moving on to uh, our topic of today's show. Uh, we did this one of these last year because it's Halloween. This We're- is our second annual Halloween movie. Yeah. The, the, uh, the search for good Hindi horror continues. <laughs> continues, yes. Um, and this time, as opposed to looking at uh, films that feature kind of different uh, horror aspects, we thought we would turn our attention to a single performer, Papasha Basu, mm-hmm. who is considered the scream queen in Bollywood. The current reigning scream queen, scream queen right? Well, I don't um, know if they ever had another scream queen. It's... It's hard to find information on Bollywood horror movies. Yeah, we for us here in Canada. Yeah, we've seen that the uh, the Ramsey brothers, who I think were kind of being depicted in Miss Lovely, mm-hmm. uh, they had kind of a grindhousey horror scene in the VHS days of the '80s and a little bit of cellulite in the '70s. And we we've seen a few of those on uh, Eros now, and I think maybe next year we're gonna try and watch some of those, or maybe we'll catch some of them in the meantime. Yeah, who knows? But. Uh, that seems to have kind of been the Hindi horror peak. Yeah, and it seems to us that, like here in the West, horror is very much has become very much of a niche genre mm-hmm. uh, and a really low budget one. And so you'll get your rare kind of um, prestige horror films. I think of like Guillermo del Toro doing Crimson Peak last year with Tom Hiddleston and Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. and Mia Wasikowska. Uh, like that had a budget. That horror films typically don't get. No, but you um, get. And you have your tours like your James Wands, mm-hmm. um, but then you have Bloom House, which is just churning out all of these cheap horror movies. Sinister, that's... Insidious, all of these ones that are just in a house. Paranormal Activity. There's a really interesting article about Bloom House talking about how they save money. And uh, next time you're watching one of those films, keep track of how many people actually have dialogue and how many mm-hmm. people just walk into a scene and hand someone something. Because it costs a lot more to pay an extra to say something than it does to have them just stand there. Yeah. So that's, that's a good cost-saving mechanism. And like in our Western media, there's just kind of less available, like less criticism and less discussion on horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Bollywood, for us, it's even more difficult because a lot of these movies don't come out here. Yeah. Because they're they're smaller, and so it's harder for us to find information and to even access the films themselves. That's why we're only talking about two. Yeah, if they're even episodes. available on our various services. You know, I went to the uh, Edmonton Horror Film Festival this year, uh, Dead Fest. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. I watched a movie called The Love Witch. Very, very weird. <laughs> Ask me about it on Twitter if you want. It's 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 strange. Very feminist. It's very feminist. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was, you know, horror movies from Japan, Korea. They do gangbusters, but we never see any, um, you know, Hindi horror, even from any Indian uh, um, film 
region. Yeah. Although, shout out to Fantastic Fest, um, which earlier this year did showcase a lot of Indian cinema. And they showed uh, Psycho Rama on there, which yeah. uh, our friends went to Fantastic Fest, and we were super jealous, but we saw Raman Raghav 2.0, as it was called at the time. We saw it here in town. And I think that could be considered a horror movie. I mean, it's it's in the same vein as a Psycho or Maniac or that kind of thing, just... A guy yeah. killing people, you know that 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 is your your uh, A class horror, like your your touristic artsy horror. Yeah, those festivals, like like the ones we're talking about, tend to focus on uh, this larger catchall called genre cinema. Yeah, weird which stuff. I always find somewhat problematic because romance is a genre, well, drama is a genre, but they mean yeah. like fringe genres. Yeah, which. Largely includes horror. And if you really want to get down to it, literary or, you know, super filmic technique is also a genre unto itself. There's yeah. there's rules. All all art movies look kind of the same at a certain point. Yeah. No matter what country you're coming from. Rant over. Now, uh, we're talking about Scream Queens. Mm-hmm. A long-running kind of trope of the horror movie genre. Since at least the 70s, I'd say, right? Well, even before that, I mean, Faye Ray. Yeah. You could probably consider the first Scream Queen in uh, King Kong from the 1930s. Yeah, so a Scream Queen is a woman who by now is probably more being menaced in more than one movie in her career. Mm-hmm. So, Oftentimes uh, they appear in franchises. Franchises like uh, Heather Langenkamp from yeah. uh, the... Uh, fr- from the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas movies and Nightmare the- Before Christmas, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, goddamn! <laughs> Nightmare Before Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Nightmare Before- okay. Overrated. Uh, what? Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, but Nightmare on Elm Street's not. Um, I love Elm Street. <laughs> uh, a couple of them are good. I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of ones you could skip in that series, but uh, the 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 one the the ne plus ultra the one that everyone wants to point at is probably Jamie Lee Curtis for her work in mm-hmm. the Halloween movies. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is probably the most iconic scream queen, and she's the daughter of Janet Lee, mm-hmm. who obviously was in uh, Psycho. Psycho, previously yeah. mentioned. Yeah, great. You know, again, like that's one of the most iconic Scream Queen roles there is. Um, the Scream Queen is different than the trope of the final girl, mm-hmm. partly because we're we're usually referring to um, an actor, a performer whose uh, career oftentimes touches on horror. So mm-hmm. they're often featured in horror films, whether in kind of a franchise or just in a lot of movies, a lot mm-hmm. of movies that fit the genre. Um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis made some other films with uh, with John Carpenter as well. He's also in Road Games. Road Games, yeah, which I yeah. watched the other day, is a uh, Australian remake of Rear Windows set with uh, the long haul truckers in Australia of the eighties. It was actually yeah. pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would I, I recommend seeking that out if you could find it. But Scream Queens often play the final girl. Yeah. So the final girl in a horror film is the character um, out of kind of the cast, uh, who survives in the end and usually hasn't had sex or uh, kind of participated in any of the vices. Drank a beer, transgressed in any way. Exactly. And at the end of the movie is usually the one to get revenge and the villain gets their comeuppance at her hands. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite tropes of horror movies. Um, and the Scream Queen is, is again, one of my favorite uh favorite recurring uh, 
I guess not motifs, but one of my, I guess one of my favorite aspects about the horror genre. Which well, it's I like think, being a character actor, basically. Exactly. It is like being a character actor. And I think a lot of people associate horror as a very masculine genre. Mm-hmm. When really it's populated by a lot of really strong, really competent, really interesting women. Do you think Elle Fanning is going to do any more horror movies? Oh, God, I hope so. Elle Fanning in uh, The Neon Demon earlier this year is probably Aaron's favorite movie of the year, right? At uh, this point? It's one of them. Caveat, I have pretty weird taste in movies. <laughs> yeah, but if you want if you want a very stylish horror movie that probably wouldn't actually say that it was a horror movie, like it's not going to, mm. it's not marketed as one, it's marketed mm-hmm. as an art movie, Nicholas Vinding reference, uh, The Neon Demon, which is dying for a Bollywood remake. Can you imagine how awesome that would be? (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Other contemporaries. Alia Bhatt in The Neon Demon. (laughs) Wouldn't that be fucking great? I mean, I'd watch it, but I just don't know if the world is ready for it yet, Matt. That might be too much style, really. First, let them do a remake of Suspiria. I think they could do that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. sweet, too. Um, other contemporary Scream Queens include uh, Nev Campbell from mm-hmm. the Scream films and The Craft. Saying contemporary is a bit of a misnomer there, but sure. Well, sure. She's from the 90s. Sarah Michelle Gellar from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and The Grudge films. Um, I'm pretty sure she's not in The Grudge versus uh, The Ring, which was also at this uh, uh, yeah. film uh, festival. Well, that was a too. Japanese film. Yeah. Uh, Canadian actress Catherine Isabel, who's in Ginger Snaps and a lot of other Canadian horror films. She's wonderful. I met her. Ginger Snaps, the second best werewolf movie of all time, following yeah. only American Werewolf in London. It's a, it's a great movie. And and uh, if anyone out there really wants to kind of get an idea of where Matt and I are from and where we grew up, watch Ginger Snaps. It was written by a woman from uh, our hotel, hometown. Yeah, it's basically a documentary. Um, Aaron's a werewolf. <laughs> Anna. That's why we never have an episode coming out during the full moon. <laughs> right, right. And uh, Michael Monroe from uh, The Guest and It Follows. Now, that's, that's pretty contemporary. Mm-hmm. Very contemporary. But now, uh, moving on to discussing Bapasha Basu, our lady of the hour. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bapasha Basu, referred to as Bips by the uh, <laughs> gossip media. Well, and her uh, her Twitter handle is Bips Love Yourself, which I, I love. Well, I just she's... think she radiates positivity. And she's doing some, like, workout videos now, too. Yeah, right? yeah. She does some fitness DVDs, which, yeah. again, are all about, you know, getting in shape, but but very, very positive. She... We should do an episode on workout videos. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, well, Matt, I am wearing my new dance pants yeah. when we record this for my Bollywood dance class. I mean, <laughs> the, the dancing scenes are some of our favorites in the whole movie, so why not just do a whole episode on just trying out different... Uh, Dance styles. Okay, listeners, let us know if you want Matt and I to get a bunch of Bollywood workout videos, try them out, and report back. That would, I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> we will do our best to get Bapasha Basu's. Yeah. She started out as a model, and she's known for her roles in thrillers and horror films, which has given her the distinction of being Bollywood scream queen and very much a strong and big sex symbol in India. Yeah. We, we just t- recently talked to, to the movie jerks about her uh, appearance in Jism. Yeah. Uh, where she plays the femme fatale role. So yeah. not just Scream Queens. We've also discussed her in Omkara. Yeah. Uh, where she's excellent. Uh, and in Race recently, where she's also fantastic. Race 1 and 2, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Her debut was in 2001. We've watched a lot of Biff's movies lately. Yeah, but not a lot that she starred in. Yeah, it's true. 
Yeah, she. I mean, she frequently plays a secondary or supporting character, and but she's good whenever she goes on screen. It comes on screen, you know. She she's great. Sometimes you just need those solid actors who can you know elevate a smaller role. Though mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world to be always playing second fiddle because you're always getting in movies. Uh, and that's exactly what she does. Although, again, we'll talk about these two films that she stars in where I think she also kind of proves that she can be center stage. Mm-hmm. So she debuted in 2001 in Abbas Mustan's Anjnabi. I hope I got that correct. For which she won the film for award for best female debut. Our new German fan will enjoy that, so don't <laughs> worry about it. Uh, the following year in 2002, she starred in Vikram Bot's horror film Roz for which she was nominated for the Film for Award for Best Actress. And this is really kind of what cements, cemented her as a scream queen. And they've just rebooted this movie with a movie called Raz Reboot. Unfortunately, we can't get a hold of Raz here. We We wanted to. We couldn't get a hold of Raz. We don't even know how you pronounce it. Is it Raz? Raz? Not a clue. We wanted to see it. Um, she lost that Best Filmfare Award actress to Ashwarya Rai in Devdas. Probably deserved. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I I get the sense she came in second. The yeah. the film was uh, second at the box office to only Devdas that year. Uh, and she's been nominated for five five times overall for the categories Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Villain at the Filmfare Awards. Villain for Jism? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, other horror films that she's done include... Okay. I could do it. Okay. Rudraksh? Rocked, which is a remake of The Gift. Yeah, I really wish we could see that. The Gift is a film by Sam Raimi, starring Kate Blanchett and Katie Holmes. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I remember Katie Holmes takes her top off. <laughs> uh, Darna Zahuri High. Which is an anthology film. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, horror is really good at doing anthologies. Yeah. Sometimes an idea that's scary might not work for an entire feature. But if you get a bunch of those together, you can do pretty well with like the ABCs of Death, VHS, mm-hmm. Creepshow. Lots. There's a great history of that in uh, Western cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got Roz 3D, which mm-hmm. again couldn't get a hold of it. Not even sure what a Roz is. Maybe a ghost. <laughs> and then Atma. Uh, with Nawazuddin and Siddiqui. Oh, yeah. yeah. We couldn't get a hold of any of those films, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, between uh, the library, Netflix, iTunes, and Eros Now, uh, the only ones we could get a hold of were Creature 3D and Alone. So, you know, we're speaking to uh, to all those distributors out there. Could you make some of these avail- films available for streaming in Canada? At or least if- one household <laughs> is interested in yeah. seeing these movies. Or if you know how we can access these films legally in Canada, please let us know. But yeah, um, so let's just get right into it, I think. Uh, mm. Creature 3D, one of the most uh, startling films I think I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Directed by Vikram Bhatt. And it starred- also the director of Roz. Uh, star- yeah, director of Roz. Uh, stars Bipasha Basu. Imran Abbas and Mukul Dev, and it is set in Himachal Pradesh, so kind of in the snowy mountainy region. Yeah, northern region. Yeah. Yeah, in the film, Pasha Basu uh, leaving a recent uh, family tragedy. Let's say something bad has happened to her and her family. Yeah, and she, her father has passed away. Her father has passed away as a result of this, and she's moved up to basically the woods and is revitalizing this old. Um, Hotel, yeah, she's resort, a boutique hotel, yeah. which reminds me a lot of uh, like the Dragonfly Inn from Stars Hollow in <laughs> uh, Gilmore Girls. I would be 
much more excited to watch the Gilmore Girls reboot should the creature roll in and start uh, <laughs> ripping people up. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's she's uh, rejuvenating this old um, hotel, trying to get new guests, and um, a weirdo writer is staying at the hotel. Who, spoiler alert, says he's one. He he's saying that he's a Booker Prize winning writer, but he's actually not. He's lying. He's a liar. No one cares about this twist, Aaron. I know you're looking at me, but it's it's sincerely bullshit. And uh, the the Man Booker Prize was actually given out today, as of uh, Tuesday. Yeah, and it wasn't given out to it was not, Imran Abbas. It was not given out to Imran Abbas. Actually, it was given out to Paul Beatty. So I gotta read his book. But uh, that was just a funny little bit that this guy is pretending to have won a Booker Prize. Yeah. And it really only appeals to you. Yeah, it, it's specifically pointing out to me in my both my personal and professional uh, interest in books. Uh, but yeah, there's this weirdo writer who they really don't have a lot of good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's staying at the hotel for some reason. Um, I think he, he's like taking a bit of a sabbatical in writing, I guess. We do if see he were actually an author. We, anyway. d- we do see him sitting on the corner of a bed and kind of tapping at a. Uh, he also brings a guitar to a party. And sings. Yeah, uh, in both of these movies, a man brings a guitar to a party, instantly ho- making me hope that they are the first to be killed by the creature or by the alone. Unfortunately, they're not. But we will just say, Matt and I hate the dude that brings the guitar to the party. Don't bring a guitar to our house. Yeah, unless if we're having a party. Yeah, even that new Nintendo thing where you could bring video games to someone ho- someone's house, even that is better than <laughs> bringing a guitar, a guitar. It's the it's the rudest thing. Don't be the guy who brings the guitar to the party. Uh, tangent, do you remember the time we went to the movie theater and a guy <laughs> got kicked out for playing his guitar in the in the audience? Yes. And he's like, "What is this a fascist state? I can't play my guitar." And yeah, it was one of the singular most interesting experiences of my life, seeing a guy who brought a guitar to a movie theater and thought he would get away with strumming along. (laughs) It was absolutely astounding. I hope he got eaten by the creature. (laughs) Okay. So, Papasha Basu uh, is setting up this new hotel, and everything is going swimmingly. She has a bunch of guests. Uh, she's got this kind of writer dude hanging around that, you know, seems kind of into her. Yeah. And, you know, she it seems like she's finally found, um, maybe not peace after mm-hmm. all of the trauma that she's gone through, but she's, she's getting there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, guests at the hotel start to die when they go on hikes and picnics and things. And the police say that there is some sort of wild beast in the neighboring woods that is attacking them. It's leaving big chunks of uh, arm and leg. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's eating them or what, but it's uh, it's maybe eating a little bit of people. Unclear. But this is the creature. Exactly. Which is kind of a being from uh, Hindu theology, I guess. It's a Raksh- we actually look It's up a Brahmin Rakshasa. <laughs> Yeah. It, and in the world of the movie, we're told that this is a person who's committed an unforgivable sin, is turned into this crazy monster, and only a purified weapon mm-hmm. taken to a holy spring can uh, kill it. It reminds me a bit of The Legend of the Wendigo. Yeah, it is kind of like a Wendigo. With no like explicit cannibalism. Yeah, Wendigo is a Canadian legend that often has to fight Wolverine in X-Men comics. <laughs> but it's it's a sort of cannibal tale of someone who's eaten human flesh and is cursed to roam the snowy wastes and turn other people into Wendigos. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like a werewolf. Mukil Dev plays a professor who reveals all of this when he kind of hears about the attacks and, you know, it lines up with his own studies and he comes to the hotel and then Papasha Basu decides that she's going to stand her ground and they are going to take down the creature and it becomes creature versus Bips. It's it is the plot of Jaws, actually. If you've seen the movie Jaws, <laughs> it's like Land Jaws, but with more like women kicking ass. Yes, um, you know, there's a holy weapon. There's a Rakshasa. It's basically Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> they even essentially go in a dungeon later in the movie. Yeah, uh, I think this movie is a lot of fun. So unfortunately, because we were renting it on iTunes. We weren't able to see it in 3D, um, but we still got a good idea oh, of what think, the 3D effects were. I think we know what parts were supposed to be 3D. Specifically, yeah. hands coming at the screen, a tail coming at the screen, people shooting a bullet at the screen. It You get the experience, Yeah, I think. Yeah, you get the experience. But I think this movie is honestly like a lot of fun. I wouldn't say it's a good movie by any means, but it's a thoroughly enjoyable movie. And when you're watching a... I mean, I like good horror movies, but like sometimes you're just looking for a fun, campy movie, you know, to watch on Halloween or, you know, watch with some beers and some popcorn with your friends. And I think this movie delivers. It's it's a lot of fun. The uh I guess your enjoyment of this movie will come from your tolerance of not great CGI. It's um, not terrible, though. It's not terrible. I but think the design of the creature, he's kind of like a, he's a an interesting looking. Yeah, he's an interesting looking type, creature. With like more of a tail. But you know, you know what this reminds me of? We, uh, we went to go see, uh, at the Edmonton International Film Fest, another sort of horrific movie, L, the new Paul mm-hmm. Verhoeven movie. The design and animation of Creature in Creature oh, 3D okay, yeah. looks like whenever... Someone nowadays makes a movie about video games. Right. It's basically that sort of generic looking, here's a monster. So in, in yeah. L, in L, the, the woman is a video game designer and that's sort of the level of look that her, uh, her game looks like. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just sort of like baseline movie. Like monster in a video game. That's that, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, it's not an overly well designed monster, but he does have a very distinct like sound that he makes when he's uh, coming up on you. Would you like to hear a clip from the movie? Here it is. <laughs> it really does just sound like a guy going. I think I'm doing an excellent job at being creature. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is literally... Go, you should definitely go as creature for Halloween. It is literally a man going... <laughs> not even really rolling his R's or anything. Uh, the cre- the creature... Is- you mentioned that it looks sort of like Abe Sapien from Hellboy, but yeah, like an evil like version. the creature from the Black Lagoon with a big yeah. tail. It's, and like more it's like, weird because... But he doesn't seem to be aquatic. He does not seem to be aquatic. <laughs> He's got like six weird dots on his head, which... That could, you know, be relevant to um, the theology behind it. But, yeah, for a creature that seems to be aquatic, it really isn't. No. But this film understands how to develop suspense, how to set up jump scares. And, like, I don't know if I can adequately express 
how rare that is. I watch a lot of horror movies because I watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And you see so many horror movies that are inept. And it doesn't matter, you know, if Hollywood is making them or if India is making them or, mm-hmm. you know, Canada or Australia or, you know, Timbuktu. Like, you, you know, it, it mm-hmm. really takes skill. Tollywood. <laughs> yeah, sure. It really takes skill to... Well, that's an Indian map. Damn it. <laughs> it really takes... Timbuk Hollywood. <laughs> it really takes skill to to craft even just a... A scary monster. Even just a... Not just a scary monster, but a um, standard and kind of average horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is not me trying to be um, like... Condescending? Condescending, yeah. Or giving faint praise. I just think that, that that really does take some skill. And I think it's very clear to me that Vikram Bhatt has that skill. He knows how to set up those beats and how yeah. to get that payoff. I, I say this with all due respect. Middle of the road. That was the expression I was yeah. looking for. Like, it takes it takes a lot of skill, I think, to even make a middle of the road Horror movie. So I say this. I, with, I legitimately think it's a difficult genre. It's a genre sure. that a that a lot of movies get made in, partly because it's cheap to do. But I think even to make a middle of the road one, it takes a lot of skill. And then to make one that feels as confident as this one does, it takes you know quite a bit of skill. I think this is a very there's Vikram Bhatt is a very confident filmmaker here. Okay. Okay. I think you're way overhyping this movie. Really? But I will say, with all due respect. I wish this was done by Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm. This is the perfect movie for Mike, Joel, the bots to get in there, make some riffs on the movie because it, you know, it it leaves room for you to just just goof on it, right? Okay, well so and this is where I think you and I have a fundamental difference in how we approach the horror genre. Uh-huh. So I would I, like to be scared by a movie. Well, exactly. And it rarely ever happens. I am interested in filmmaking, and I see like I know, some you strong see a lot filmmaking here. Yeah. Um, it's competent. I'm interested in themes. I'm interested in narrative. I'm not primarily interested in does this movie scare me? Because what scares people is so arbitrary and personal, to be perfectly honest. I think... Sure, if there was a movie specifically designed to scare you, but the great horror movies do tap into some, you know, collective unconscious scariness. Yeah. Like, you don't have to really be a Catholic to be freaked out by The Exorcist. No, but, you know, like, many, many, many cultures all over the world are scared of monsters in the woods. I know, and like, I this, think this one is does, a primal fear. This one does an adequate job of that. Yeah. Um... You know, I, it's not worth writing home about, but it's it's fine. Uh, there, we read uh, Kathy Gibson's hilarious review of this <laughs> film, and she pointed out the incongruity of a couple scenes where the professor is trying to attract the creature. He yeah. makes a man out of meat, and then sets his jacket on fire and runs down the road holding a flaming jacket <laughs> to throw it at the creature and distract it. It's it's the sort of movie that feels made up on the fly in an enjoyable and entertaining way. I think there's some genuinely surprising moments, though, and I don't want to give them all away, but during the kind of, like, one um, dendron crawl scene that we were referring to earlier, like, I think you really, like, you really get into it, and there's really kind of some moments that, you know, 
it makes sense after the fact, but you don't know where it's going and they come out of nowhere and they're exciting. Like yeah. I was cheering while watching this movie and I was cheering for bits. Yeah. But Pasha Basu was excellent in this film. With what she's given, yeah, she yeah. does a good job. Yeah. She, I think, you know, she, she's a, she's a professional. I think and the I think best we've seen her really... is in Omkara though. Like, oh, she's that's amazing prob- in Like Omkara. she's doing an amazing job of acting it in she's Omkara in as Doom. everyone else is too. Yeah. She's great in Doom too as well, where you get to see uh, like a, a strong comedian side of her. Yeah. And in Race, you know, she has to play the, you mm-hmm. know, hapless woman in trouble, but you know, she gives it all it's worth. Yeah. Uh, like, no, I, you can never you can never say that she is not committing to a role. She always goes for it. Yeah, uh, I think she really like gets into this. And I think you know at the end when it's shotgun and her versus mm-hmm. creature, like that's that's exciting. And that's a final girl. You know, that's a she's a girl mm-hmm. who's who's been through some stuff and she's standing her ground. She has lost so much already, and she's not going to let mm-hmm. this. You know this malevolent demon come in and take from her what she's worked so hard to build. Yeah. Is it a metaphor for her father dying? Who knows? Could be. But, you know, it works. Yeah. It, it it has basic confidence. I think I gave it two out, of, two out of five stars. Two and a half, maybe. It's fine. I Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's a silly movie. I wouldn't go out on a limb and be like... This is an amazing mess seat, but I really enjoyed it, and I thought there was it was very strong. I thought it was solid, mm-hmm. yeah. But, but uh, I mean, I admit, like my bar for horror movies has been set so low. I mean, I saw Ouija. Yeah, although the second one is getting good reviews, and you said it was equally terrible. I didn't like it. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna take a break here and listen to the song "Katra Katra" from Alone. Which uh, is the movie we're going to talk about after this. So enjoy. Catra Catra. So that was Katra Katra from last year's Alone, Mm -hmm. which every time I look at the title, I think of that episode of SpongeBob SquarePants where Squidward goes to this weird universe where all he he says alone and then a bunch of big words that say alone start showing up around him. I've never seen SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, it it reminds me of a time I hallucinated. So, (laughs) okay, yeah, um, too much information. Yeah. Anyway, alone. Remember in uh, Grindhouse where they have that uh, fake trailer for Don't? Yeah. And it keeps ramping up like, don't go in the basement and don't open the door. And at the very end, there's a guy who just says, don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what this is. Okay. Alone. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Alone. Cool. Uh, so it's a remake of a 2007 Thai film directed by Bhushan Patel. The Thai film was not directed by Bhushan Patel. This film was directed by Bhushan Patel. Yeah, because his name is Bhushan Patel. The way you said it, I just thought we should clarify. Okay. It stars Bipasha Basu and Bipasha Basu as <laughs> the co-joined twins in the past. Uh, and also Karen Singrover as a guy who brings a guitar to a party. <laughs> yes, playing Bipasha Basu's husband. And guess what, Matt? 
They're actually together in real life. They're together in real life. Uh, They, you know, became a couple after this film and are now married. Congrats, Bips. But which which twin did he marry? That's the real question. Oh, we won't get into that. Um, The movie is set in Kerala. Yeah, so, so we were in North India for Creature and now we're in South India. Yeah, so... Uh, and it's beautiful. Yes. I, I will say, you know, I didn't love this movie, but the cinematography was decent. I could have used some scares, possibly, but, yeah. uh, like, if if this wasn't a horror movie, it would have looked fine. I wouldn't have... Had, I would have had no trouble with the way it looks. It didn't look scary at all. Yeah. There were some places that were dark, and there was some fire and stuff, but it wasn't really shot like a horror movie, in my estimation. Yeah. So, Papasha Basu plays a woman who is um, kind of wrecked with guilt over the death of her twin sister, who used to be conjoined to her. Yeah, they They were joined at the hip, basically. Yeah, they had surgery at one point that separated them, and then her sister passed away, and she's felt terrible about this ever since. Her mother falls ill, and so she and her husband, Karen Zingrover, go back to their family home to kind of... Look after her and take care of things. While there, she starts feeling the presence of her deceased sister. And it's a horror movie, so I don't think it's a huge spoiler. Wouldn't you know it, her spirit is still haunting their childhood home. And you find out more about their relationship through flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually, the sister takes over her body. And that's where we get the song Katra Katra, because the... The ghost sister who's been cooped up in Ghostland and haunting this sort of dilapidated house uh, gets a new body and starts feeling sexy about it. So it's, this is her kind of romancing her sister's husband. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no great dance scenes or songs in either of these films. Uh, that being said, Papasha Basu look, look, looks like amazing in all of them. Can I just say, this woman has no pores. She's yes. flawless. She has no pores. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, Flawless. I, I really wish that either of these movies took their premise. The Pasha Basu, please tell me what your skincare regime is. I'm I sure she's really listening. like to know. Uh, I wish that either of these movies used the premise as a method for doing a dance scene, right? Or doing a song. We see more of that in Race Two with kind of like a the devils all dancing around and yeah. the chains, or or, or in, in kick. Um, kick, yeah, yeah. With the devil when he when he goes when he goes dark. Yeah. But yeah, a themed song. But the, the, would all be the cool. dance scenes are sexy. Yeah, they're, you they're know, all sexy. They are bog standard dance scenes. I, I think Katra Katra was my favorite one. Check it out. We'll put it in the show notes. It's, it's you know, I don't think they're quite standard. Sexy. I think the sex appeal is amped up on these because you have Bavasha Basu, who is this huge sex symbol. She's also, you know, not quite a song of the own, but a little bit more willing to, you know, Put herself out there, let's say. Yeah. Like, uh, she's a little bit more scantily clothed, I guess. Because she loves herself. She's Bips lover herself. Yeah, and she works out all the time, and you could tell. She looks <laughs> yeah, good. She looks if, good. I, if I look like that, I would be... I would never wear a shirt. Yeah. Uh, I, I find this film kind of really poorly plotted, and I think the, the execution is really off. I Here's, think in the end, it kind of starts to get to the point in about the last third, but the two, the, the kind of um, middle section, you know, the two thirds of the way in, it just drags and drags. Could and we drags get a different drags. archetype for Indian male than, 
you know, ambitious business guy who doesn't mm-hmm. pay attention to his family because that, that just crops up in so many movies and, you know, give him a little bit more to work with mm-hmm. because you don't really get a bead on, you know, whether she likes him or not. Like you don't really care about her husband. And in that case, you don't really care about the second character of the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, apart from Bipasha Basu and Bipasha Basu. So I guess the third build person, like you don't, <laughs> you don't really care about him at all and but there is actual chemistry. she's got a lot to work with yeah but she does have actual chemistry with him here yeah unlike in creature where i think the love interest is like just hanging there and i was be done away with i was hoping that he would get killed by creature yeah in alone eh, i didn't really care if alone took him out it'll be fine but but i think there's actual chemistry like and there's there's actual heat between these two people yeah i mean i guess we could talk a little bit about spoilers i don't want to spoil the big twist but yeah i don't want to i don't want to spoil so much i will say there's an exorcism scene that was um, cool which that i was, think is really well done that yeah. was the part of the movie i really enjoyed was the exorcism scene when the ghost has taken over bapash's body and it does kind of some exorcist stuff but it takes it like yeah. exorcist the movie stuff and it takes and, it to another level and it's not sexist. It's not sexist, no. I don't know if uh, if you've seen a lot of exorcism movies, Matt. I, you have because you're around me. Yeah. Um, and one thing you will notice from a lot of movies that feature exorcisms is that it's a lot of women strapped to beds arching their back. Well, in this Now, one, I don't you know. hold that against William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist, but I think it's been taken to some kind of really disturbing and unsettling sexist places that I... I've find troubling mm-hmm. this exorcism has none of that she is on a bed and she's kind of tied to it but she's sitting up right there's a sheet over her and there's other things going on it's not about her like being crazy and wriggling around and arching her back actually yeah for most of the exorcism she's got a sheet over her head and, and then when it's is... not there holy fuck well like, it's it's it has impact yeah and it is actually kind of creepy to have the sheet over yeah. her head the movie around it's not great but this one scene is really good yeah it's I think it's on YouTube. It's probably the only thing really worth watching. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, given what we know, what we're saying here, why is there a dilapidated guest house at this place? <laughs> like, I was expecting that... Oh, no, you know, but it's a twist. We can't say why. It's not a very good twist. Like, it was... I was expecting, you know, the episode of The Simpsons where Bart has to live upstairs and eat fish heads. Like... I was expecting... I think that's a Treehouse of Horrors. Yes, it was. I was expecting maybe a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, when you have a dilapidated house, there has to be, like, a really good reason. Other than, like, no one goes in there. Like, okay. I think there is a good reason. But, again, I don't want to give it away. And, Matt, you're just not... I'm not on this movie's wavelength. Exactly. You're just not on this movie's wavelength. I'm... I'm probably a bit more on its wavelength. I, I you like both wavelength. of these movies better than me. Creature had a good time, but I was—I felt like I was laughing at the movie a lot of the time. Yeah. Whereas this one, I was just bored. Um, yeah, I was bored for a lot of this as well. But what I will say is, I do think there's a re- yeah, yeah. I—I don't—I don't want the listeners to go away thinking that they can be completely dismissive as to this dilapidated guest house. There's there's a very clear reason within the narrative. And. And you're just being, bring, fli- you're being flippant. That's what I'm I am being to say. a little flippant, but it's also due to the fact that we uh, we own an album called Bollywood Bloodbath, <laughs> which features a good song called Guest House, which is about a spooky <laughs> guest house. And I would really like to watch the movie Guest House, if only to find out what's going on in that guest house. Yeah. So I think you know our search for good Hindi horror movies has to go backwards because what we're getting now is not 
great. Yeah, that being said, we haven't seen all Hindi horror movies that are out there. I, I know, see. I know. Well, what is available to us and what we're trying to watch, yeah. we, we're not getting a lot of good stuff. Ekthi Dayan is probably the best I love out of all I five we've watched for these two episodes. Yeah, great um, movie. I have also seen London 1920. Yeah, that um, one looked cool. I'm interested I in that. Good, yeah. yeah, I think it is good. I think it is cool. I think it, it's, and it's a series, right? Yeah, that's the only one of the 1920 films I've seen. But I think it's legitimately creepy. Yeah. Um, this, I just think, is is poorly paced and um, goes on for too long. Neither of these films are really long. They're about two hours. Um, and but it just, they could have been... It just drags. They could have been 85 minutes easy. I will say, because of this movie, I was Googling uh, Conjoined Twins... And that is some nightmare fuel, Matt. Do not, do but, not research conjoined twins. But the movie does nothing with that. It's true, it doesn't. Like it, it, it really doesn't delve into what would be a pretty horrific situation. Well, being yeah, stuck they to your to twin. See if you could actually be attached like that, kind of like at the hip, because it's just kind of like they're always standing beside yeah. each other. But they have two separate bodies. When the when when there's flashbacks and there's the little kids, it's honestly. You could be fooled into thinking that the ones just got her arm around her sister. Like, yeah. they're just hugging the whole time. Yeah, and there's no kind of, like... There's no body horror. Exactly, no body horror. And, and yes, you can be attached like that. The um, the famous Siamese twins in the, in the circus. Yeah, yeah, they were attached like that. But that's such an easy surgery. It's mind-boggling to me why they only perform it when they're adults. Because um, there's a lot more fucked up... Well, uh, conjoined twin issues. There was out there. There was that one and set I don't of mean there was that one set of twins who had, were joined at their head. Oh yeah, like that would be an amazingly strange movie, especially if you got kind of like maybe like a demonic element too. Mm-hmm. Like if someone was able to walk around with their sister growing out of their head, yeah. like that would be a really creepy image. That's and straight I, out of Silent Hill. I don't mean to be disrespectful to um, any conjoined twins out there or anyone who was a conjoined twin. Mm-hmm. It's just that Google image search um, yeah. and Wikipedia was more horrifying than oh, yeah. what we got in this film. It's it's a crazy situation when that happens. And it just it really this movie terrifies de- you what genetics can do. Like well, yeah, this not movie, quite genetics, but like development. Yeah. Like, and this movie did nothing at all with that. No. I mean there's a li- there's kind of a mystery around the sister who died. But really, like I didn't come away from this movie thinking anything different about having a conjoined twin. Like there's no reason for them to be conjoined. Yeah, like, really, no nothing reason. at all. They yeah. could have just been twins. They could have just been, yeah, twins. It does nothing with what is admittedly an interesting premise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I mean, if you're going to make your twins conjoined in a horror movie, why don't you do something with it? Yeah. You know, I just, like, there's a lot of this movie that feels like missed opportunities. With the exception of that one exorcism thing scene. I think it actually yeah. works. The uh, special effects were also sort of lacking. I feel like the... You know what? You could have done better stuff with practical makeup than the CGI that they kept this putting over true. her face. Like, you could have put on scary ghost makeup. You could do amazing stuff with that. I always prefer practical effects um, to CGI. I just think they're... More effective. And when you, like, compared to Creature 3D, making a full body suit for a guy Mm -hmm. to run around in as a creature, that's tough to do. And there's a reason why movies like Alien and other things make it dark all the time so you can't see the seams in the suit. Mm -hmm. But with a ghost movie and people being taken over, just put some creepy makeup on there. You can can do a lot with that. 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. There is kind of CGI use here for no reason other than the fact that it's cheap and easy now. Like, yeah. I, I think it ha- we have gotten to a place where it is cheaper and easier to do some CGI than to actually make some strong practical effects. And those makeup artists, you know, makeup artists who do, you know... Um, There's a whole TV show about it. Yeah. About making monster but makeup. But who do, yeah. Face Off, I, I think it's called. Right. Both makeup for um, horror movies, so making people look like zombies or look like ghouls or whatever, but also old age makeup. It takes a lot to know how that's going to look on camera because yeah. sometimes it looks great in the chair, but it'll photograph as really kind of like campy or silly or wonky. Yeah. Like that takes a lot of skill. Um, and the, alone could have really appreciated that. Like yeah. a little bit of attention made to actually making it a horror movie would have been great. Yeah. Otherwise, it's. Sort of just a thriller, not like just, you know, supernatural thriller, not really mm-hmm. a horror movie. But ultimately, like, I'm not going to hold a movie's Yeah, you have budget. to review the movie as it is given. Yeah, I'm not going to hold a movie's kind of budget or, like, or its low quality um, production-wise against it because I think you have to approach every film um, and ask, on its own merit and ask like what is it doing mm-hmm. um, what is it trying to do and is it succeeding that and that's I think why I praise Creature 3D so much which again admittedly it's like a silly movie I, I think yeah. a Mystery Science Theater 3000 of Creature 3D would be a great episode I don't they're doing think... MST3Ks right now they should do this <laughs> yeah it would be getting a whole new audience people could appreciate it might be hard with the subtitles people could appreciate but possibly no it would be even easier really because then you're not okay. even like you're not even running into the problem of them having to talk over people right they could just talk That's during. Fair. They could just talk during these silent parts. Yeah, and just put the subtitles at the top of the movie rather than at the bottom. Yeah. I think it would work fine. Like I would never say that Creature in 3D is you know as good of a movie as you know Lutera or Devdas or anything Sandra Lee Lopez-Ali has done or mm-hmm. Omkara, any of the official Badra films or any of our Kapsha films. Like it's pretty silly. It's pretty campy. Mm-hmm. But I think for what it's trying to do, it really succeeds. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think it delivers... I wasn't bored. It w- it's a good time. Yeah, and I think it delivers on the suspense and the scares, whether or not you are scared. Yeah, it, it actually tries to do that, whereas yeah. Alone really doesn't try. I think Alone really drags. I think Alone is kind of writing sexy coattails as opposed to horror coattails. Yeah, and, you know, and, honestly, uh, Psycho Raman is probably the... <laughs> One of the scariest movies I watched all year. Just because you get Nuwazidine Siddiqui yeah. taking you into the mind of a psychopath. And, you know, that is... that All you need for that is good acting. Yeah. Now available on uh, Netflix, at least here in Canada. Yeah. Go watch it. Skip alone. Yeah, skip skip alone for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, that takes us uh, to the end of our episode, Matt. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, next year we're going to be getting some more Hindi horror movies, so please keep the recommendations coming. We've, yeah. We've had a few, and uh, yeah, depending on what's available, that's the key phrase here, because we do have trouble watching some stuff. Did uh, did watching these two films make you interested in seeing more um, movies starring Papasha Basu? Well, I've actually seen quite a few <laughs> with, them in, with her in it, but uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in seeing her in anything, really. Yeah. Uh, she elevates both of these movies... Alone about as far as it can, and Creature had you know some more fun going on in the background. But she's always good to watch. I think a, le- a lesser actress would honestly would have made both these movies unbearable and unwatchable. Yes. Like, she's she's great. Yeah, she's the only thing keeping them together. And flawless. Yes. Seriously, please pass on your beauty regime. 
I need to know how you can make your skin look that good. Yeah. Uh, we wish everyone a happy Halloween mm-hmm. um, and also a happy Diwali if you are celebrating. Yeah. We will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, it might be a bit longer than usual just because we're going out of town and we have to coordinate with our guest. Mm-hmm. We are having Shaw Shahid on of the Blank Page Beatdown and the Split Screen Podcast. And he is coming on to discuss Randy Puda. So it's the first annual meeting of the Randy Puda Appreciation Society. So <laughs> We're also part of a, like a Katrina Cave is totally the, underappreciated yeah, the, appreciation society. We're part of a lot of appreciation societies on Twitter. Yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of like mid-range actor appreciation societies. So Oh man, I don't consider any of these people mid-range. Uh, in the meantime, Matt, speaking of Twitter, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can find us on Twitter... At Bollywood Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore B O W E S. I am Erin E. Fraser on Twitter, E R N E F R A S E R. You can also listen to my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Treasure in the Movies. You talk a lot about a lot of horror movies on that show. There's, we do. there's a good backlog of horror if you're interested in a little bit more spooks. Yeah, it's on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, you can find the show at bollywoodisforlumbers.tumblr.com you could find it at iTunes we have a Facebook page just check it look up Bollywood is for Lovers on Facebook it's on Stitcher it is on Audio Boom yes and Eros Now that's the other one Eros Now under the Bollywood Bits section if you're enjoying the show please leave us a review on iTunes wherever you are in the world we will find it um, but you can always let us know and we will read it at the top of our next show. It really helps new listeners find the show and also just, you know, give, makes us feel good about ourselves. It's really delightful, actually, <laughs> just getting a review. Um, even even one with, like, just measured criticism of, yeah. you could say this and this. Like, I always take that into advisement. And we appreciate each and every one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. We will be back in a few weeks. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Thanks.